Welcome to Unknown History, a podcast filled with quirky tales from the past. On a blustery July morning in 1943, a most unusual incident could be seen taking place on the shores of Grunard Bay on the west coast of Scotland. A group of men, some in army uniform, were attempting to herd dozens of sheep into a landing craft. After much effort, the sheep were finally loaded and the little boat set sail for Grunard Island. The island lay approximately half a mile offshore. It was bleak, windswept and extremely remote. It was also uninhabited, one of the principal reasons why it had been selected for an experiment so secret that not even the local crofters were allowed to know what was taking place. Alice MacIver, a young girl at the time, found all the commotion terribly exciting. There was lots of activity. It was great fun when you remember this is a very quiet place. We just thought it was some military exercise. But it was not a military exercise, and nor were the men soldiers. They were scientists, brilliant ones, and they travelled to Scotland from Porton Laboratories in Wiltshire. Some, like Paul Fylde's, work for the biological department. Others were employed by the Chemical Defence Experimental Station. All of them knew... They were playing for very high stakes. The tests to be conducted on Grunard Island, known as X-Base, had the potential to change the course of the Second World War. Winston Churchill himself had led the discussions about using biological weapons against Nazi Germany. He debated the subject with his chiefs of staff and come up with the germ of an idea. This idea was codenamed Operation Vegetarian. Churchill wanted to know if it could be possible to contaminate the German countryside with so many anthrax spores that huge numbers of livestock and people would be instantly killed. Paul Files and his team of biological scientists shipped 80 sheep to Grunard Island in preparation for the tests. Once on the island, the sheep were herded into individual container crates and covered in fabric jackets to ensure they'd contract the anthrax from inhalation rather than from spores on their fleeces. The anthrax chosen for the experiment was Volum 14578, a deadly strain whose potency had already been demonstrated in laboratories. Files and his men took the extraordinary decision to remain on the island while the trials were taking place. Although they were wearing protective clothing and masks, they were exposing themselves to unprecedented risk. Once the equipment was set up, the order was given to fire the mortar. In a matter of seconds, the charge was detonated and a highly toxic cloud began travelling towards the sheep. At first, they showed no sign of having been infected. But on the third day after the experiment, they suddenly began to die. Within hours, almost the entire flock had succumbed to the anthrax. Files and his men were stunned by the efficacy of Volum 14578. They realised that a mass detonation over Germany would cause death on an unprecedented scale. But they were also alarmed by their inability to decontaminate Grunide Island in the aftermath of the experiment. Once the anthrax spores had settled on the land, they proved impossible to remove. In the spring of 1944, Churchill approved an order for an initial stockpile of 500,000 anthrax bombs. 
He stressed that he would only give the order for a biological strike on Germany in retaliation for a similar attack on Britain. If our enemies should indulge in this form of warfare, he said, the only deterrent would be our power to retaliate. The production of the order took time, far longer than the experts had expected. By the time the first bombs were ready, an even deadlier anthrax was on trial. This had the potential to reduce Germany to an uninhabitable wasteland. Judging by its effect on monkeys, reads the report, it might kill half the population of a city the size of Stuttgart in one heavy bomber raid and render the city uninhabitable for many years to come. But the end of the war was now in sight and a new deadly weapon, the atomic bomb, was in development. Anthrax was no longer required and the biological weapons project was quietly shelved. As for Grunide Island, it was so badly contaminated that it was proclaimed off-limits. Locals were warned not to set foot on the island and keep-out signs were erected all around the foreshore. The island was to remain out of bounds until 1990, when the removal of the topsoil and the spraying of the island with formaldehyde solution finally rendered it safe. There's still no one living on the island. These days, the only inhabitants are a flock of sheep who munch on the grass, blissfully unaware of the deadly spores that until recently infected their island home. Thanks for listening. Tune in to Unknown History on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or quickanddirtytips.com. Plus, leave a review if you're enjoying the show. For more quirky stories, pre-order my new book When Churchill Slaughtered Sheep and Stalin Robbed a Bank from any book retailer.